This is your co-host, Mark, former Hooper, college Hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training. Here with my guy since kids, future partner in coaching and business, GZAC. Hey, what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald, Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here with my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us and let's get straight to the episode. My bro, what's up with you? Hey, what's good, bro? How you doing? Uh, much just chilling, bro. How you? Ah, good, man. Another uh, long day here and always a good way to end it with recording an episode here on the Breaking Barriers pod for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, as usual, before we get started, we want to uh, say our appreciation and thank you to Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and whoever else spreading the love. You know, just want to say appreciate you. For sure. And all of our uh, valid listeners that have been rocking with us through episode one to now 12, shout out to y'all. Spread the word and let's just keep uh, breaking those barriers and keep spreading. That's all. Yeah, man. We also want to give a shout out to Lloyd for a great interview last week. Man, facts. Or last one, I should say, not last week, last mm-hmm. episode. You know, and uh, you know, let's make this a great one today, bro. For sure, yeah. Shout out to Lloyd, man. I mean, he showed mad love. He was great on the pod interviews, just answering everything wholeheartedly, educationally, and he also was spreading the word on all of his socials too. So that's mad right. love. Definitely, definitely. So, what's the topics for today, bro? Man, the first thing we got to dive into, man, is so obviously we've been talking about the last dance for the last, I mean, how long? <laughs> since it started. <laughs> Roughly <laughs> since the podcast started. Right. Yeah, for sure. And obviously this past Sunday that ended. And if you want to hear a lot of us, a lot about us talking about the last two episodes, check out episode 11 that we just recorded on Tuesday. But I want to just touch a little bit on after the fact, now that it's over, man. I know you've been seeing a lot of his former teammates kind of upset about the job. Yes, yes, definitely, man. I mean, I, it's kind of unexpected to me only because of the fact, you know, being that they was being asked the questions, I kind of would have thought, you know, before it even came out, you knew how it was going to go being that the questions was asked. But mm-hmm. I guess uh, the backstory behind the questions and then, you know, showing certain parts or saying certain things or other teammates talking, I guess that's what kind of triggered it. Right. And that's like a a couple of the guys that we're about to dive into here, all of them had kind of a general consensus where they were just saying like, it was all through Mike's point of view, which I mean, obviously it's his documentary, but they, I guess they wanted it to be more about the team as a collective, as opposed to just him. And a lot of the dudes were just saying they kept out a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that they were kind of anticipating to see on the big screen, quote-unquote. So I, I can agree with that, though. I mean, I, I think there could have been more things that could have been put. But at the right. same time, like you said, it's his. So at the end of the day, I think he was pretty much trying to get um, his point across why he was the way he was and not necessarily – uh, really, really focus on the team as much, if that makes sense. But uh, you know, what I mean, for sure. I, I don't know. I they 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 got a right to their opinion, you know, because like you said, they they were a part of it. But at the end of the day, 
this is his and you know he pretty much had the copyright of everything so you can't really tell him how to put his own little documentary exactly and i mean i saw ron harper was saying like he he thought it was good it just could have been more team oriented and it was essentially just another uh showcase uh, or like another documentary on Mike and Mike only. Right. And he was like, it's titled the last dance. We thought it would be more about us as a whole. So like, I mean, I guess I, I feel him, but it's like, you know what everybody wanted to see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, it, they, I mean, it pretty much showed in the documentary as well. Like, and I mean, even Phil Jackson said it after they won the championship, he literally said, uh, we literally won't be remembered after this. The only person from the Bulls that would be remembered is Michael Jordan. So Which, that speaks to all. Cr- it's crazy. Yeah, it speaks volumes, bro. Right. So, One player can really affect a whole dynasty. That like, I mean, these cats won six rings, and all we talk about is Mike. Yeah, and it's like he went out there and won it for him himself. But I mean, it's it's a. I can see it from both sides. It's just the the thing that kills me most is. Um, if he had put the more team-oriented things in there that they wanted, and then it was a flop, would you be satisfied? Right. But then it's a flop, or you know, would you uh, still feel some type of way, or should you felt he shouldn't have put too much? You know, so it's like it's kind of like a lose-lose for him, just because it's him. Sure. I feel like as well, and I mean, you know. Teammates is going to feel the way they felt, but at the same time, you just got to understand what your role was then and why should it have changed years later. Right. And, yeah, I mean, shoot, like, if they included literally every piece of film that was recorded throughout that whole run, I mean, this series will never end. Bro, we'll be watching that until probably, what, 2022? (laughs) I was going to say 2025. (laughs) I mean, it'd be exciting. Like, I I would enjoy it, but it wouldn't be as monumental, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I definitely get what these guys are coming from, but at the end of the day, it was Mike's documentary, and I think that's what everyone wanted to see, and honestly, me included. Yeah, bro, I mean, I... I I honestly, like I said, if he would have put more team oriented show, like, you know, not just his encounters with people or, you know, other people's bad moments, but maybe have put like the team encounters when they was like really, really going through it as a team and other things like that, then okay. I'm down. I was down for maybe a more, a little more of that. But I mean, what more could we ask? Once you found out Michael Jordan was behind it, you should have known that it was going to be mainly about, you know, what he went through with each teammate and just him, period. So, For sure. And that's the thing, too. Like, I brought up Ron Harper a little bit little bit ago, and then Bill Cartwright essentially said the same thing. Like, <laughs> he enjoyed it, but he w- thought there'd be more team-oriented topics within the documentary. But, like, the two main dudes that are kind of – more highlighted throughout all this hatred here are Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen himself. So, so I got a problem with this one, bro. <laughs> with which, which dude? With Or both? Kind of both, but then I, I'll say Horace Grant more. <laughs> right, because you mentioned him last time, honestly, yeah. last episode. Um, you know, and uh, he could be mad at the fact things came out the way it came out, but let's let's be real, like, more than one person on there if you really listen to it hinted that they think Horace Grant told. Right. So, with that being said, I mean, you know, 
it kind of for, for the Jordan yeah, rules book, yes, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and it looked like you kind of told because I mean, you you go and win them three, and then you play one additional year with the team without Michael Jordan, and then you bounce and run over to the Magic, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, I mean, you know, it's if he didn't say it, oh well, it's not the end of the world. But when you got most of the team saying they believe you said it, I mean, you shouldn't just be mad at MJ. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, do any of those uh, early Chicago Bulls even still talk to Horace Grant like that? Like, we don't even know. That's what I'm saying, bro. And, and it's crazy <laughs> because I just heard – not I mean, it wasn't real recent, but Horace Grant was in – he was on the Breakfast Club, I believe it was, or something, talking about Michael mm. Jordan. And he was talking about, you know, how he was a tough teammate, but he talked about how he loved playing with him. And then, you, you know, like, you get on the last dance and you say a little different and then you just – it just amazes me how people get a little bit of uh, clout, I say, right? Or, where they feel like the lights are shining on them extra bright, and then they just uh, change up what they said before. Like you can't For go sure. and document it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, like you said, like now he's kind of brought back into the spotlight after being away for a little bit of time, and now he's saying like, all like this documentary was totally entertainment based. Ninety percent of it was made up. He he left out so many interactions of us going back at him. He wasn't just pushing us around. We gave it back to him, and he, he felt that too. And it's like, okay, maybe that did happen, but, like, why, why would that be included in a documentary focused on MJ, focused on showcasing his mindset and demeanor? Exactly, bro. And then, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, what you, what's your thoughts being how close him and Scotty really was uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on how Scotty could have went about it instead of coming out to the media? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Honestly, I was reading a little bit more into it. And um, Scotty, since the last dance has really came about since uh, mid-April here, he's been pretty silent. And it, it like someone within his little party came out saying that he's wounded and disappointed about his portrayal within the documentary and I think, I, I mean, I kind of feel where he's coming from because throughout the series, they were, I don't want to say downplaying him because MJ definitely had a lot, a lot of high praise for him within the entire And that's why I'm, Don't get me that's wrong. That's why I'm a little confused at, bro, you know? But if, if you kind of, like, read between the lines, per se, there were moments where you were like, dang, like, Scotty was kind of acting up, like, when he benched himself during that 94 Eastern Conference Finals. And that's where the controversy comes in, bro. So, what's why wouldn't Jordan show that? Isn't that considered team-oriented, though, if you look at it? That's what I'm saying. That That's what I was going to say. Like, you you can't leave that out. It's too monumental. And, and MJ wasn't there. So, like, if you – Right. Want, this guy was playing Exactly. Baseball. So, if you want him to address what went on with y'all, even while he wasn't there, then how does it – how wouldn't that come up? Right. So, I'm confused. So that's like that that like this is just me reading in between the lines like I said. That came to my mind and then them bringing bringing up about <laughs> his back pain in game 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Against the Jazz in 98. But like that was a very important factor within that game. Like how do you not bring it Listen, up? Listen, bro, everything you just <laughs> said is true. Like I mean, cuz I ain't gonna lie. I knew exactly what you was about to say when you said uh, where you you saw where he's coming from. That's why I just still want right. to ask to see, you know, for for the people who listen when they listen. But I'm I a hundred percent agree with you as far as how right. they made him look. My problem is 
you can't really be mad at how you're portrayed at looking if that's in reality how everybody else is looking at it. Or if that's how it happened I mean, in real exactly. life. That, that's just Exactly, facts. bro. Like, like, think about it. When they lost to the Detroit Pistons in 1990 and he caught that headache in Game 7. So they shouldn't right. have bought that up either. And this is what I asked that for is because he talks about how they shouldn't have bought up how his back was this and that. But you was bragging about how you came back that next year more mentally stronger, more mentally prepared, this and that. So I feel like that's more of a a, a knock to, um you know, share how he had a headache in the last game of the series than how he was six championships in almost and had a back pain because he was in the league for how long by then? Right, and even in the fact that, like, they brought it up, I don't even think it's really to put it negatively either. Exactly. It's like, I mean, if you think about it, they're bringing it up to be like, dang, like, Scotty Pippen was a dog. This dude played played through True severe, warrior. severe back yeah. pain to win exactly. a title. Like, he was putting his – they even said, like, this dude's putting his whole body on the line to do whatever it takes to help his team get that Exactly. Win. So it's like, why? How is that even putting his name into the negative light? Like, I I don't really understand that one. Like, I I guess I see maybe just as like a competitor or just like being a very like pride oriented dude. Like, you might be like, man, like come on, Mike. Right. Like for like a right. second. But then again, like this cat's been showing love throughout the whole ten ten episode series. Oh man, exactly, bro. And it's just uh, you know, it's crazy because they sit up here. And and they they pride is in the way they want these cats to to um say all the good they did, but I mean I think you know winning the championships kind of speak for itself, you you know. Right. So you might not get the most high praise, but why be jealous? How many years later when you didn't get that high praise when y'all was actually on the court? So. Right. It's just it's just like I I kind of expected. I don't want to call them random players because obviously. They're NBA champions. They're way above me. <laughs> right. But, like, the the guys like Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, okay, maybe there'd be some murmurs about being like, man, like, I didn't I didn't love the documentary as much as I thought I would. But when I heard Scotty come out, that, that kind of – that was just a little upsetting to me, yeah. I guess. I, I, I feel like because of the fact, like, he, how close you are with MJ or, you know, how you say you are, these, this and that as a teammate – I mean, you know, once a teammate, you're always a teammate for life. So I feel like if you felt some type of way, like I said at the beginning of this, you you answered the questions willingly. So being that you answered willingly, you kind of knew where you should have put two and two together where the perception of the story was going. And, um, you know, as big as it is, why wait until it come out and throw shit? Till after yeah, the you fact. know what I mean, and throw shade <laughs> at it when he made four million off this. So he's not gonna really care, regardless what your feelings is. But I mean, at the end of the day, bro, that I think that's just a little corny because, you know, you ain't gotta tell the media you don't like it. No, that like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm honestly waiting for Scotty himself to say something. Yeah, exactly. Because like I said, it it was just like individuals within his camp that like were bringing this up and i mean who, who the heck's that you know what i'm saying i don't like, even know might not even be true i want to hear right i want to hear from the man if it, if it's you know, like you said if it's not directly from his mouth i don't even know if i believe right. it yeah so. exactly bro and it's i mean i could see it being true kind of but then it's like you can't at the same time because how close they was and like you said he showed scotty a lot of love in there like i mean a lot so Fact. i guess we'll just have to wait and see like the rest 
Yeah, that's all. And that's what, like, even just ending this whole little spiel here was with uh, MJ's teammates being upset. Quoting my dude, uh, Shannon Sharp, was MJ a bully? Is this kind of proving that or what? Man, don't even <laughs> get me started. If these on, dudes are all bundled. Don't even get me started on Shannon Sharp because I'm t- telling you that dude would take a bullet for LeBron. See, that's the thing. So, like, that was just a little comedic jab there. But a, a real question here, do you think when, um, let's say, the Kobe Bryant documentary is made, because obviously we've brought that up, Yahoo Sports confirmed that that's going to be coming right. out sooner than later, or even later down the road when there's a documentary made on LeBron. Right. You think teammates of Kobe and Bron are going to kind of be feeling the same way like they did these guys are feeling towards MJ? Or... Uh, so, man, huh. I don't know, bro, because now it's kind of a tough spot as far as for Kobe because he's dead, you know. That's, yeah, and that's, I think they'll, I think they'll put out – I think they'll put the facts out just because of who he was, and he wouldn't want no phony stuff out there. But at the same time, I think they'll kind of be, like, hesitant on what they might put out, how they put it out there com- compared right. to if he was still alive. But as far as LeBron, uh, his teammates just always sing his high praises now. So, you know, I can't really see them saying, like, he was this or that to me. So I don't really see as much complaints. But you never know because you never know how he was on the inside either. Facts. And the thing is, too, I mean, Braun got so many of his teammates paid over the years, man. Right. And, and – and, you know, that's that's another one of them uh, reasons why MJ Warrior haters uh, say that about him is because he didn't get Scotty paid this and that. But, you know, times is different now. Back it then, is, they were kind of ran and, and told how they was going to go about things. And now it's the players running things, as you can see. So, right. You know, I, I, I don't know. I can't wait to see Cobes. And, you know, hopefully they come out with a lot of more basketball documentaries, even when things get back normal. For sure. And that's the thing. Like we talked about so many times here during this whole quarantine spiel, um, during this downtime that everyone's really going through, we always preach there's no better time than now to get things done. So whether that's working on your game if you're a player, whether that's just understanding the game full-heartedly as a coach, even at us, we're just working on our podcasting game here, just getting better and better each episode. So with all that being said, there's so much time for these creators producers etc to put out these basketball documentaries and i'm looking forward to all of them for definitely real. bro you know we 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 waiting regardless you know so facts yeah i mean that's just kind of how we do yeah, but... we need something to talk about so right but yeah the, the next thing we're going to talk about real quick it's also kind of staying in the michael jordan realm um so i'm gonna I'm just read you this stat here and i know you know it but i want you to throw it out to the fans out here okay so MJ played 983 opponents during his dynasty run with the Bulls. Okay. He outscored 982 of them head-to-head, point-per-game-wise. You know that one dude that actually averaged more than MJ? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, so that's I just wanted to show some love towards him and just kind of re- real recognize real and just kind of bring him back into the spotlight for a little bit here on the Breaking Barrier. Got spot. to, man, because, I mean, you know, I – I think everybody tend to forget it. Not forget about him, because once you hear his name, everybody, like, oh, yeah, I was a dog, this and that. But, you know, they, they, they just throw out there how certain people was the best, um, you know, two guard. And it's like, it don't matter if you consider him a one or two guard. You got to put AI in the list. Like That's what I was going to say. That's what people never know where to place him on these all-time right. lists, quote-unquote. Right. So it's like, 
Sometimes, like you said, he is slept on. And, dude, that's just that, – that can't that's be disrespectful. right, man. This is an all-time great right yeah, here. Yeah, that's man. disrespectful, you know. And so, like, honestly, bro, I when people ask me where would I put him, if you ain't going to call him, like, the best two guard or, or one of the best one guards, I'd just say, how about you call him the best pound-for-pound player ever, you know. Facts. That's what a lot of people say, man. I mean, dude is, what, 160? That's like us. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> I saw a thing the other day that said, "Why? Ne- how come you never lifted weights? He said that S was too heavy. <laughs> yeah, he said it was too heavy. That was me in high school. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. So, I mean, you know, I mean, man, 165, you said, and what? Five ten, six foot on a, yeah, on a great day. I think I think they list them. Yeah, six so, foot. Uh, I mean, so you know he's shorter come on, than that. I mean, yeah, there was other short guys out there, but they wasn't doing what AI did. No, that's the thing. He was like the the OG of the undersized guard who's going to go get you one yep. whenever. Exactly. And like, I mean, a lot of people knocked on, knocked on him saying like. All, all he wanted to do or all he could do was score, but that's not true either. Uh, and he, and he, th- this is what get me about him. He'll sit up there and say, "Oh yeah, I wasn't that good on defense." But when you, when he went head to head with people taller than him, of course they was gonna get the better, best of him because they were taller than him. But you know, when he faced guards like actual point guards who weren't that tall, AI could play defense. You know, so oh, and sure. he was great at playing the passing lanes. I know you remember when he had oh what God. ten steals in, in the playoffs. I mean, it's so dang quick, yeah. man. <laughs> so I mean, you know, you you can't you can't sleep on that man, and he got to get his respect at the end of the day. So you know, that was definitely dope that you found that that little uh, stat right there, and um, hopefully everybody listening to that and just appreciate him too. Right. I mean, the thing is too, even within this. So, like I said, he's the one guy to actually average more points per game than MJ in MJ's entire career, which is just absurd if you think wow, about it. Bro, that's- so, AI averaged 27.1 in all their head-to-head matchups here, while MJ only scored 24. And I'm saying only generously, because that's obviously that's still great. Right. But, and that was through their battles between 96 and 98. And let's not forget, AI came into the league at 96. That's crazy. So, that's man, crazy, bro. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, you know, what, what, what are, what's uh, one of the moments you think of when you think of AI? Everybody got to say when he crossed MJ. Right. So that I think that even brings more light to this stat got too. To. You got to. You know, and it's yeah. it's like he he speak on it till this day how MJ he looked up to MJ, he wanted to be MJ, but he also said when he get to play him, he was going to cross him. So like for him to tell himself that when he was a kid and then go and do it, it's just like, you know, that that speaks into that mentality that he never gave up on what he believed in. Right. So, I mean, you know, shout out to AI, man. He's a dog. For sure. And that that's a lesson to be kind of brought up, too, to any young players out there playing now, whether you're, a, let's say, a fifth grader playing on the sixth grade team or if you're a freshman playing on the JV or varsity team. Yeah, you might kind of know these older guys. You might have maybe idolized them for a minute just because they were the dude in your school or on campus, et cetera. But once you get on that court, man, you got to go. Hey, there's no there's no friends on that court. That's facts, bro. And, you know, uh, one person who taught me that early was our boy, Dre Jeff. Like, uh, man, facts. you know, I, I came up from ninth grade. First year of varsity was 10th grade for me. 
because so mm-hmm. you know I, I got to catch up quick and he he, t- right. he definitely took me under his wings and he was just like listen I'm telling you now I'm not taking it easy on you because when I leave you next up you know and, and that didn't intimidate me though because I wanted to challenge anyways like I wasn't about to be like oh I'm scared of guarding so you know that definitely helped me look up to uh, to him more as a player because he was willing to uh, take his time and and help me out but you know it just right. go to what you just said like I didn't have time to be scared because rather I was scared or not he was going to be coming right at me so I had to learn to hold my own and go get it for sure and that's the thing too kind of like Lloyd touched on last episode when he brought up saying no task is too small None. so even just like you said just not not being intimidated by an older player not being worried that you're going to make a mistake when working with the the upperclassmen, the the captain, et cetera. Like, as a player, you got to just go out there and compete. And that's really what Allen Iverson brought to the table day in, day out. Yeah, for sure, bro. <laughs> and and you, you saw his – everybody see his famous thing talk about practice, but – Man, practice? <laughs> you know, it is what it is, though. He, he was still a hard worker when he was there. And, you know, that man is in the Hall of Fame. So just put some respect on his name. Hey, we can't even forget that he made the NBA change their dress code. Too. Yeah, man. I mean, he 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 faced some stuff, bro. You know, we could make a whole topic. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what he'd be wearing in today's game? Oh man! <laughs> I mean, these dudes they, they can wear whatever the heck they want, man. Man, this cat because you know he was coming out with them baggy jerseys and jeans. <laughs> Everybody else got this. <laughs> With the with the Dewey on, <laughs> everybody else got their ties and shirts and stuff on. AI come out with the baggy stuff on. Sir, man, hey, that's vintage early two thousand hip hop though, and that's what he implemented within the A. So it was dope, yeah, man, for sure. And that's really, I mean, even just kind of keep this going just a little bit more. You think he would still kind of do his thing in today's definitely, game? Definitely, definitely. At this high, yeah, I, I do definitely because I, I mean, too. no, no knock to IT. But you know, I see what five eight. Yeah, this cat's small. And, and yeah. he, he was doing some things out there, you know, and uh, you know, height play a difference now because everybody is so much taller and able to do more with the ball. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, AI is a different animal than I. Right, and honestly, if you think about it, bro, in during that like early two thousands, late two thousands era, that's when the NBA actually was playing bigger than they are now. True. I mean, if you think of it, dudes had the likes of, let's say, even like the 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 Spurs. They had Tim Duncan and uh, David Robinson. Like every team had two very big, uh, yeah, yeah, big men. I guess you yeah. could say. And AI was still doing the same crazy. So like today, he wouldn't have anyone meeting him at the rim that he couldn't handle. Right. You're right. I mean, obviously, he might have to uh, adjust to the three ball being bigger in today's world. But I mean. That's just reps. That's all. Hey, I mean, honestly, you just you just really touched on the fact that, you know, back when he was still playing and stuff was kind of pretty much the end of um, playing with a real big. So he right. could, that's why I'm saying that's why I compared him to IT because, you know, they were on the same height. So he definitely could last. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to play defense in this generation because, I mean, it's, it's less physical. Yeah, less physical. And, and no, at the end of the day, nobody in the NBA can really guard anybody. No, that's so correct. I mean, you can't, you ain't gonna really be cutting out, you ain't gonna really be cutting AI like that. Like uh-uh. IT is getting tossed around, you know, so. Yeah, and honestly, like IT, he's just been through it all with the injuries and stuff. Yeah, man, once that so. hip injury came, bro, it was over for him, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he, he came back too soon, especially when he joined the Cavs. 
couple years ago, and that kind of set him back a little bit. But hopefully during this kind of quarantine time, maybe he's able to get himself right both mentally and physically, and we'll see the, the OG Isaiah Thomas back out there next season, or maybe even this for season. For sure, knows. man. Somebody signed that man, too. He's a bucket. That's facts. I seen him out here in D.C. a couple months ago. <laughs> he, look, he looked all right. I mean, I don't know why they released him, but to each his own, I yeah. guess. Yeah, you know, I guess there's a reason for everything, bro. Right. So, so man, I mean, the, the next thing here, man, we definitely got to talk about did you see Paul Pierce talking about his top five players of all time? Yeah, man, I saw him get that treatment too. Man. Now, I mean, all y'all that are listening that have been rocking with us for a minute, you know we're not too uh, big on all these top player lists. We don't really like comparing eras just because as eras go, players evolve, and there's really no reason to downgrade years past versus years present versus years future and etc it's just it's a different game at the end of the day and so paul pierce to kind of bring everything to light here for all you guys he came out and vaguely said that lebron james is not a top five player of all time my god i mean shoot come on man (laughs) man listen bro it don't matter how much you hate him you got to respect him I mean, like, on. and you know what makes it even worse? It makes him sound like a hater because, you know, there was, I guess you could call them quote unquote rivals at the time. Yeah, they were for so, a minute, for sure. I mean, it makes him sound like a hater, kind of, but, bro, I mean, Paul Pierce, let's not, excuse me, let's not act like LeBron ain't giving him that work, even though he he might have been coming out with the dubs in the series. And I ain't going to flex. I was trying to be a Celtics fan at one point in time, but. Uh, with the big yeah, three? man. But let's not act like Braun wasn't giving him that work, you know. And oh my god, you got to respect him. in Cleveland and Miami. Everywhere he went, <laughs> everywhere he went, and everywhere Paul Pierce went, he got worked by LeBron. So, and that's the thing. I seen a few statistics today, and I kind of incorporated my own spiel within it too. So, Braun collectively has scored one thousand four hundred two points just solely on Paul Pierce when Paul Pierce is matched up against him. This cat scored near 1,500 points on one Listen, dude. bro, that's a 1,000-point that's a score right there. <laughs> on one dude. Come on, man. So roughly with that number being said, he's averaged about 36 points per game against Paul Pierce. That don't surprise me because Paul Pierce don't have no defense. Bro, 36 points. Yeah, and you're talking about he ain't on the top five? Come on. That's what, like, he, like you said, he just sounds so salty. Yeah, so who's the top five then? That's what I was going to say. Okay, so he had MJ, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic, and Kobe. I mean, you can't go wrong with those names. No, you can't. That's but, the thing. Um, okay. So name that one more time. You got Michael Jordan. You got Kareem. Okay. You got Bill Russell. You got Magic. And Kobe coming in at number five. Okay, so I mean, like, yeah, you can't go wrong with that, but uh, yeah, man, that's not like he hating still. That's like, at the end of the day, we've been talking about this the last couple episodes with all the last day and stuff going on. I mean, when when we're talking goat, when we're talking the greatest player of all time, everyone brings up Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant. Whether whether you played in the seventies, whether you play today. That's just kind of – it's understood at this point, I think. Yeah. 
And that is no knock on Kareem, Bill, or Magic, because obviously those dudes all could go back in their day, and they were all icons within the NBA. Sure. But it's like, this is just a dude who went up against LeBron single-handedly just hating. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you notice, every time Paul Pierce talks in a conversation, it's always what he could do or what he did. And Yeah, that is You fact. know, he, t- he ties everything <laughs> in himself, and it's just like, get over yourself, bro. I mean, let's be real. If the, if KG and Ray Allen didn't come over with the nice little role players I picked up, you're still ringless yourself. So, right. I mean, the Celtics were sorry before KG and Ray Ray. Bro, came. I don't even think he had a playoff win before they came. They were sorry, so, bro. I mean, you know, a lot of guys in the league go and get them championship rings and they feel validated and they feel like they can say whatever. Now you can speak on being this and that because I got me a ring. But man, come on. I mean. You know, Paul Pierce, okay, your nicknames are truth. Yeah, you was a baller, but, bro. You you lying. Yeah, right you're there. lying right there. And, and and Max Kellerman said it best. Would a guy with the nickname of the truth speak so loud and say such a lie or something like that? You know, it's it, that's facts, uh-huh. you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, everything that Paul Pierce, honestly, like, since he's became an analyst for the NBA, he's been saying some just funny stuff. And, like, I don't know if he's just doing it for, like, clicks or – just to, like, keep his name relevant or whatnot. But I don't it, know, man. He's just kind of acting goofy. It makes me wonder, do they really, like, tell you every now and then to, like, stir the pot up? Because you can't possibly tell me this man dogs you and you're going <laughs> to sit up here and say he's not a top five. Man. And that's what – I'm glad you brought up KG and Ray coming to Boston, too, because I watched a little snippet. Paul was saying, like, he had to go and make teams in Miami. And then when he returned to Cleveland, he made that team. And then now he's in L.A. where it's like a full-blown basketball dynasty. He knew where he was going, blah, blah, blah. It's like you did the same thing in Boston. Uh, right, bro. And it's like what you going – man, I hate when people sit up there and criticize – like you said it last episode too, and I was glad you said it. I hate when people sit up there and criticize a player for leaving when they want to chase a ring. Like you play the game to win, and the generation we live in, you're not allowed to go without a championship. So, um, you know, it's just that's the honest fact of it. And KG was traded there. So you, you got mm-hmm. lucky with that one. Real, Real right. was also traded there. So if, if you want to credit anybody, that was a good move on Danny Ainge to go and get them guys. Right. But um, other than that, like, dude, stop. You know, because <laughs> without the help of them two and the rest of your team, you still would have been uh, no playoff Paul Pierce until you went to Washington or to um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> and then you would have been in the playoffs, and you still play with KG there. So, you know, just, right. just stop, man. You know. Yeah, it's it's like, it like you said, like I don't know if they tell him, like, yo, like, just go say something crazy just to kind of get everything going just because nothing's really happening in the basketball world right now. But, I mean, come on. That's Paul. like that's, that's just... like Jalen Rose coming out right now saying, Kobe, still, he dropped 81 on me, but he still ain't good. Yeah, that's you know, like come on, man. That's like the same thing you asked me because, like you said, this man dropped a thousand points. He got oh he got gosh. thirty something thousand, and this man <laughs> dropped just a thousand solely on you. Come on, come on man. Put some respect <laughs> on his name. Yeah, bro. I mean, they call him the king for a reason, man. You can't hate on hate on him that bad. Yeah, man. You know how that go, bro. That I mean. Bro. So, what's the next topic, my guy? Yeah, man. So 
uh, about two or three episodes ago, we were talking about highly touted Mac McClung. Um, if you guys didn't listen to that episode or you just don't really know who he is, he is a prolific point guard, shooting guard out of the Virginia area here. And he recently played two years under head coach Patrick Ewing at the University of Georgetown. Now, right. he was uh, declared for the NBA draft as of late. And then a couple of days ago, he solely came out saying he's removing his name from the draft and he's also transferring from Georgetown, which wow. took a lot of dudes by surprise. Right, right. And if you want more of the intrinsic details of that, I, I, I'm kind of having a brain freeze here. I think it was episode 10 we touched on that. Uh, yeah, it's one of them. Just tapping all of them. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's the thing. Just listen to all of them here. But so I seen last night that Mac actually came out with his top seven schools that he's considering enrolling in. And one of them we both mentioned in that last episode that we brought him up with. So I want to just highlight these and kind of see what you think. Okay. So the seven schools that this dude is considering are Texas Tech, Auburn, Memphis, USC, BYU, Arkansas, and Wake Forest. Mm. And I think we both said Memphis from the jump. At least, yeah, we and, did. We and did. Because we were saying, like, Penny Hardaway, he, he's he been upset about a lot of the top-tier recruits at a high school going straight to the G League or overseas. He's saying they're stealing essentially all the clout. Right. And Mac, Mac McClung will definitely bring a lot of clout to Memphis. So that doesn't surprise me seeing Memphis is on this list here. I mean, bro, uh, you know, Memphis just lost one of their guards because they, they run like a little two-guard system because, you know, right. Penny, my boy, too, that's one of my favorite coaches. So, he, uh, I'll be checking in with him, and he liked to run a little two-guard system. He lost one of his guards, Ty Harris. He actually transferred himself. So, oh, you know, perfect. Yeah, hmm. he, he just left. Uh, so, if he could get Mac, that, that'll put him back in a little solid system, and he got – I think he got a nice little big coming there as well, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, we definitely did say Memphis. So it's just all up to him making that decision. Now, which which one you really think is a good fit for a daughter of seven? So obviously, like I said, like I, I'm thinking he's going to lean toward Memphis. But just based off this list, I think Texas Tech would be a great fit for him. Just in the fact that Mac wants to play the point guard position. Right. I mean, I know at Georgetown, they had three to four guards that kind of all rocked between the one and the two. And with him going through the draft process, um, I've listened to a few interviews with him. He explained how they want him to be a point guard in the NBA. He's not going to be a scoring two guard. I mean, that's just based off his size, stature, and honestly, just his playing style. And at Texas Tech, I think he could just fit right in being the one there, along with they're known for getting – not even just point guards, but guards as a whole to the NBA in the recent years. So, I mean, Jared Culver over on the Hawks now and Jemias Ramsey right now is a uh, first-round prospect. So, I don't know. I think Texas Tech might kind of steal him there, but I still think Memphis is the, the move just for the, the money per se. Yeah, and you know, it might sound crazy, but you know where else I could see him just randomly sliding to that's on that list? Arkansas? B- BYU. <laughs> Uh, oh, just man. <laughs> the next, the next Jimmer. <laughs> just, just because, just because, you know, he'll be the man over there. But uh, you know, that would be hey, crazy. Just stay tuned, I guess. Stay tuned. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just even in the last couple of weeks, like he's been doing different 
interviews and podcasts and like everything in between with I know you follow Overtime, which is a big uh, basketball platform on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They just highlight a lot of, I guess you could say, youth players, so amateur players coming up from the high school right. ranks. And and Mac was really one of the first dudes that Overtime brought up with. So they've been tapping in with him as of late. And I actually saw he was just on a podcast with collegiate point guard out of West Virginia, Jordan McCabe. Oh, word. And I know their boys, they came out. During that same time, they were McDonald or uh, Jordan All Americans and kind of everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, Jordan McKay, we might have to tap in with him see see if he wants to hop on here. But more or less, we we should listen to his interview with Mac and kind of go from there, so we can keep everybody posted. Definitely, man. It. We got shoot. We got to try to get Mac up on the shoot. <laughs> Oof, that'd be wild. Yeah, hey, everybody, everybody <laughs> listening, man, start trying to hashtag breaking barriers under the um, player's name, man. With, with, yeah, man, and tag yeah, us. Sure, tag us. Try to tap in. Shoot, send our link out. Help us get our stuff out there, man. We trying to we try to tap in with some athletes you might watch. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got some of them cooking up in the vault. So stay tuned for that. Yes. But yeah, man, I'll always spread the love. Always spread our name out there so we can get. Man, who knows on here? Right. Yeah, for sure, man. So you know, what's the next topic, bro? Bro, so. We haven't talked about him in a couple of episodes, but we got to throw out LaMelo Ball real quick. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> Yo, so, man, so, I mean, I knew this, but I seen ESPN tweet it today, so I want to just let our fans know, let you know, and just kind of chop it up for a minute. But, so, essentially, if he's taken in the top five, which, as we know, that should happen, right. him and his brother Lonzo, who was selected a couple of years ago at the number two pick to the Lakers, would be the first pair of brothers taken in the top five in NBA draft that's history. Dope. Which that's just crazy, that's man. And shout out to LeVar, man, because he, yeah, man. Know, he, he put in work. But that's that's just dope. Uh, that's the thing. People, people always hate on the family. People always hate on the path that these guys have taken. Now, as we know, Lonzo took the traditional route where he went to high school to UCLA straight to the NBA. Right where obviously we know LaMelo's path was a little bit uh, different. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, this cat, he got pulled out of high school at the age of, what, 15, went over to Lithuania, played in Lithuania, and then he came back to the States to play in his dad's junior basketball association. And that, so technically that was like his junior year of high school. And if you look back to it, bro, he was not on any draft board, any draft boards within that time. Yeah. Uh that's crazy too to think now, and then he just sprouts up. Right, he's like six, so he was seven now. Six seven, yeah. So this cat, so roughly a couple of years ago, wasn't on no draft boards. Came back to the states, went back to high school, ended up being ranked twenty first in ESPN's top ten for high school dudes. And then fast forward to today, he's now ranked second on ESPN's NBA draft big board. Wow. wow. So, I mean, shoot. Hate him, hate him or love it, hate the family or love him. Like, I mean, this dude, he can yeah, ball. Yeah, man. I mean, they all can, if you ask me. That's um, facts. You know, just people can't stand people who are loud and arrogant, and then things come true for him at times. I mean, LeVar called it that Lonzo was going to get to L.A., and even though they traded him, he still got drafted there. Yeah, I mean, it happened. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm so, you know, they just – they can't take that, so – I mean, you know, like you said, hate them or love them, they still going to get what they want because they working for it. And you just got to – you got to give respect where it's due, man, because 
Melo won it at the end of the day. That, that's right. all it is. That's the thing, man. I mean, can you can you imagine how difficult it is to get one individual within your family to the NBA? Man. Now, these guys are about to have two within the top five picks within a couple years apart from two each other. Two working on three at least getting in the NBA. I was going to say, yeah, you can't you can't uh, forget about the third brother, Jello, either. Yeah, man. Playing in the NBA G League right now. But, Shout man. out to the ball brothers, man, all of them. Yes, sir, man. Can't can't hate on them too much longer once they're getting all that money up in the A. <laughs> You're so. right. But, I mean, now that we're talking about the NBA a little bit, definitely want to give our weekly NBA updates as well. So, I mean, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, bro, but we were, we were saying whenever the NBA does come back, if it does come back, we were talking about two locations. We're talking about Las Vegas right. and we we're talking about Disney World in Orlando. And I just seen over the last, what, like 24 hours, really, that Disney World in Orlando has emerged as the clear front runner as the location for the NBA to return this summer. That would be lit. That would be lit, man. What you think? I mean, shoot, I, it's, it's dope. But, like, I mean, where where do they stay? Like, in, like, the little, like, resorts within Disney World? I mean. <laughs> and where do they train? Like, I... They would have to. Do they have to make a whole facility or what? That's. I was looking into that. To be honest with you, that the crazy you said that. Cause I was looking at the comments. I'm like, how would they pull this off? And I think they was talking about building something, but you literally have to start tomorrow. I feel like. I mean, of course right. they have people working all day and night around the clock, but I mean, it's just how would you get that up in such a short notice? That's the thing. It's like all all this talk has been going around for. I mean weeks now really so i'm assuming they have some sort of uh production plan in the works where kind of like you said if this is true if uh the league is coming back and disney world's the spot like you said like tomorrow they should have dudes on the ground and getting that shit getting that stuff right. going. yeah for sure bro so and then i seen uh the bucks co-owner i guess last night he came out saying that the nba is expected to return within the next six to eight weeks, which is interesting because a couple couple episodes ago, roughly on May 12th, we were talking about how Commissioner Silver was saying that a decision will be made within two to four weeks from May 12th on whether the season would stay or whether it would be canceled. Right. So I don't really know who to believe or what to believe at this point. I mean, I, I, I kind of try to wait on uh, um, Woes. Watch, watch, yeah, whatever watch. his name is, or or right. um, you know, even Adam Silver, because you know, those seem to be the only two accurate ones, man. And it's just right. you know, as we say every episode, all we could do is give the updates that we see it because you know, it's the same old sad story. We wanted to come back. It really is, man. But you know, safety is first and foremost, and uh, you know, that's all we could really say, honestly, bro. Yeah, that's facts. That's what I mean. I say this all the time, but whenever we throw out these NBA updates, it's more just us throwing out facts and kind of letting y'all know. It's really not much for us to talk about for we're just two guys kind of hanging around talking about the game. For sure, so. man. Hey, man, I mean, you got anything else for tonight? Or? <laughs> nah, man. I mean, you know, I think we touched on what we needed to touch on for the day. Gave him a little nice episode. Yeah, for sure. A little, little shorter episode today, but, I mean, just kind of, kind of as you guys understand, we're throwing out three episodes per week, yeah. so the content is always coming out. 
it's not always going to be the longest episode each night. And so be, yeah. just keep rocking with yeah. us and keep sharing our stuff, man, for real. The love is yeah, great. To be honest, we don't really need them long episodes, honestly, as long as we give y'all some good topics to listen to and, uh, you know, give you time to tune in, then I feel like that's all the, you need to hear. So, Facts, uh, bro. And, and, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just kind of a way for me and you to sit here and mess around, talk a little bit, and do something we For enjoy. sure, bro. You know, I, I appreciate it. I look, I look forward to this literally every time, so. Me too, man. Three times yeah. a week. Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays. Be on the yeah, lookout. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, if, if there ain't nothing else before we head out, we, of course, got to appreciate Anchor because they the reason why this is all possible. And then, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everybody else that's supporting us and along with you guys, man. Right. So anybody that's tu- tuning into this episode, if you haven't listened to episodes 1 through 11, check in with them. And if you want to reach out to myself directly – Hit me up on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. Whether you're trying to ask me a question that you want me to answer on the podcast live, whether it's just a personal DM you want me to kind of just dive into real quick, or if you just have some love that you want to share, man. We're all about growing and spreading all of our vibes For here. For sure, so. man. And you could catch me at Breaking Barriers Training All One. And same thing, just tap in. You know, we're trying to be great and help everybody else be great and like he said if you got a question or you just want to talk basketball or you want to uh get your stuff out here as far as asking a question that you want asked on here or anything like that you know tap in with us or if you need a workout i can send workouts too so facts facts, you know, it's, facts. it's another day in breaking barriers pod man i appreciate you bro mm-hmm. yes sir bro i'll talk sure, to you in a bit guy.